All right. It's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do this. Looking for a high quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. Extremescoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops.com Hey boys and girls, we are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Chocolate ship shape and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at S&W Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, contact Chuck at S&W Shooter and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass rum, not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. 
Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right. The fine print's out of the way. It's time to roll with the show. We're back. We're live again. You are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, metal detecting and treasure hunting radio for all the really cool digging people out there. And as I look into the chat, <laughs> oh. and as I look into the chat, there's definitely quite a few people dropping in. Quite a few people dropping in. Good to see. Good to see. Good to see. Definitely. We see Travis was in, and Ian, and Frank, and Mike, and the board nurse, Kevin. So, hello to half of the Squatch Brothers. Speaking of uh, which, happy birthday to the other half of the Squatch Brothers, Jesse. Today was his birthday as well. Huh. <laughs> I guess you could say Tim's not the only one with a birthday twin, right? Hmm. And speaking of which, you know, very kind of everybody. Thanks for all of the uh, birthday wishes, uh, the messages, things like that. Tried to uh, tried to get to all of the messages as I could, but I've been. I've been uh, toting the line today, you could say. I I probably could have went and done whatever, and I chose to spend my birthday working in the garden. Well, what do you do? Somebody's got to do it. So, yeah. We worked in the garden today. Tim was working in part of it, and I was working in part of it, and we were trying to get things done and taken care of. I see that John is in, Dave is in, uh, Celeste, Jason, quite a few people, quite a few people dropping in. And Travis, I'm pretty sure I mentioned him, but if I didn't, gotta make sure and mention Travis. Definitely. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, I could, uh, I could have an ice cold, I could go for an ice cold drink. Hmm. We'll see, though. Links first and foremost in the chat and the description are friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP, Extreme Scoops, Detectives, Syringe Finders, Nook the website, Midwest Refineries, Terry Shannon's website, Manicore Update Link, if you are a Manicore user. We've also got Ohio Metal Detecting, Detect Ed Outdoors, All Metal Militia, Quarter Hoarder, Hopper Hoodlum, and Crazy Spider Adventures, all on YouTube, if you're into the YouTube side of things. John is doing a great job 
with the series on the Manicore update and the different features that the update adds and how those features can benefit you in the field. Even if you're not a Manicore user, you may still want to check some of those out because they do have relevance to Equinox users and others as well. Just saying. And then we've also got Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting Central Illinois. I see Mike Lockmet in the house. The Relic Hunter. Detect Ed Outdoors, All Metal Militia, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, and Detect America. If you're into the Facebook side of things, you can catch Frank, Steve, and Ronnie Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, multicasting Facebook, YouTube, Shelly, and Dawn with Can You Dig It Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, simulcasting Facebook, YouTube, we're here Sundays, Wednesdays, as time and weather allow, because there is... At some point, there has got to be some, some, uh, you know, kickback recreational time. Welcome to Mark. And I need to get a coil over where that tree stump was pulled out. Need to get that done. But, uh, suffice to say, I have not done that yet. We did, however, get rid of the tree stump, finally. And just in the nick of time, too, because it seems like I'm entering into a joint venture. Uh, we've had a rogue mulberry tree pop up in a public access that's getting into some lines. And when I contacted the city, they said, yeah, we'd like to do something about that for you, but our chipper's down. And we won't have it until after the first of the year. So, well, I've got everything I need. I can take it down. But I don't have a bucket truck. If you guys can top it, I'll drop it. And better yet, you can leave the pile because I will take care of it. I will make it go away. It doesn't matter if you have a chipper or not. I will make it disappear for you. I will turn it into mulch. I will turn it into smoking chips. I will turn it into firewood. Whatever I have to do to get it done. Because it's uh, it's going to be a problem. I don't want to chase mulberry trees for the next 10 years in our backyard. And I don't think we need any coming up in the garden anyway. I don't think Tim would appreciate that too much. So, regardless, it's been a non-eventful day. We're toting the line quite well, not getting into any sort of trouble, not raising any sort of havoc, trying to be good on the birthday. And I had thought very seriously about hey today's your birthday why not just take the night off and go do a little digging or do a fire or something you know take just run an archive but 
and, I, and I'm sure the that many of the listeners would have understood that. But Thursday, Chuck made a very nice find. I shared the uh, video of it. And if you have not seen it, you need to go check that video out. Uh, huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mulberries are bad, Shannon. They make great smoking chips. It's actually it's a huge thing in the Southwest. And the last mulberry tree I took down, I did turn into smoking chips. We smoked a turkey and a ham for Thanksgiving off of that. And it worked out wonderfully. It worked out great. So, I'm not sure what that was. I thought I saw something flash across my screen. Either way, as I was saying, Chuck made a killer find. Thursday. So here I am kicking around the idea, you know, do I run an archive? Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um Yeah, you're exactly you're exactly right. The the fruit wood from the mulberry is good to smoke with, and it is. It it gives it gives a very nice flavor. It does give very nice flavor. But Chuck had made a absolutely killer fine Thursday, and at that point, I was I was pretty much uh, I had pretty much conceded to the fact that I'd probably just run an archive, and after seeing that find. I'm like, well, hmm. Now I've got to. I need to run a show because he is probably dying to talk about this find. I know he's excited about it. Uh, I was excited for him about it. I shared the video around, and I'm sure many of you have already seen it. If you hadn't, I'm sure it's up on Chuck's timeline. It's in the Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound group. Uh, it may have made it to the Detect America group, my timeline, and possibly even... I want to say, I think we threw it into the Metal Detecting Central Illinois Facebook group. Although I could be wrong. But Chuck had had found a Morgan Silver Dollar Thursday. And that's what people see in the go-live. But then he found out a little more after that. Because he thought it had no mint mark. And come find out, it's a New Orleans Morgan. So congratulations to you on that killer find, Chuck. 
That was a surprise. I'm, I'm running the 900, so I'm not sure all the numbers yet. And uh, it was bouncing 88 to 90. And I'm thinking, ooh, a half maybe, or a flat, you know, flat down quarter or a couple quarters, whatever, and flipped her out of there. It was down standing almost straight up and down, <clears throat> about eight inches, a little better deep. And uh, got it out of there. I went, oh. I haven't found one of you in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, what has it been? Five, seven years? Uh, 2015, I found a 22-piece dollar. Eight a years. 24. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, it's well, always nice to find big silver. It yeah. It really is. Halves and... and uh, Silver dollars. Yeah, yeah we nice. all love to find halves when we run across them, but the silver dollars, they don't show they don't up pop. real often. No. Uh-uh. No. So, finding them singularly here and there, and I found an amount of them over the years, and, and uh, nothing rare yet. I was hoping a CC. <laughs> you always hope for a CC. Oh, yeah, that would have been Ended nice. Up being an o. Well, and, still. And, and she rode around a while. She was she was worn down a bit, but totally readable. It's just average circulated. And um, good time. And I've, I've found my share of silver dollars. So. Right? Yeah. I had a I had a score way back when when you didn't carry phones and cameras and or pinpointers acted and it's one of those that you just walk away with. Right. So, yeah. No. I mean, that was also basically on public property. It wasn't on the guy's yard. It was on public property where that come up. So I just it is what it is. Right. Nice chunk of silver for the display case, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, a good time had by all. But in 78, uh, I'll probably never replicate that. I found a cache of them in a wall, so in a in a outdoor building, that we were slated to burn down in two days. Whoa. Nope, uh, Jason, I used a 900. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, mean, with, I used a metaphor. It was on the 900. Yeah. It really wasn't a banging big hit. I mean, it, it gave me a nice tone and, and repeatable all the way around it at, at that 90 area and two swipes and dug her up. But that's a good time. Right. Well, and being being up on edge like that, it's not gonna it's not necessarily gonna be one of those signals that just jumps up and slaps you in the face. No. It was a good solid signal, but it, it, it Right. It it was good. And the ground has gotten we've gotten some decent rain, so it was moist pretty much everywhere I dug the other day all the way through, all the way down. I did hit one area up 
in a yard that was about three, four inches of moist and then dry underneath, but everywhere else, and that was due to the tree, I think, that big old oak. Oh, yeah, yeah, shelter, and so the yeah. uh, the yard there doesn't get a whole lot of moisture anyway. Right, yeah, Jason's talking about that cash in Kentucky in that farmer's field. You can buy, those coins have been... Oh, yeah, those coins are available for sale. Yep. That guy didn't waste any time. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I can't necessarily blame him. Yep. And, yeah, Frank, we had a lot of silver in that yard, and uh, um, it was all, it ranged, the oldest coin as far as I found that day was that silver dollar. Uh, I got a V-neck, an 08 V-neck, a four. I think it was 20 or night. Yeah, 1914 Barber Dime, Merck, Rosie's. So that was good. Brought back memories of the old days when you were popping silver everywhere instead of a bunch of clad. Right. Yeah, it definitely would. It sounds like you guys had a heck of a day that day. And. I mean, when when you cut a plug and you see a silver edge that big, mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely gets a person excited. Yep. Uh, yeah. Makes you smile. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I see a lot of them say they found Barber has and this, and they're still waiting to find one. When you find it, you will remember it. You'll almost be able to walk up to the XX spot you ever dug it again and say i found a morgan right here and that's no lie i mean when like i said when <clears throat> when you find a big you know dollar coin like that right i mean e- even even the ike dollars yep and uh, i could you, take you to places and barb mentioned that gold's another thing like still walk you to some of the places and stand right on the spot i dug it Right. Gold coins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there again, it's just, they're out there. They just don't show up real often. And part of that, I mean, in that respect, is is because people may not necessarily dig those signals. That's why you got to dig those signals. Yep. You get some crazy... I I had an odd signal with the 900. I went ahead and dug it, and I had any head penny about two inches from that V-nickel. So it was doing the jumping around as I was trying to, uh, what have I got? And well, I yeah. dug the Indian head, swept it again, and right next to it was a, you know, a couple inches away was a V-nickel. Couldn't couldn't decide which to lock on to first. Oh. Yeah, and and that happens. I mean, we we do still find, you know, pocket spills right. <clears throat> from time hey. to time. Right. The uh, Chuck uh, O R H says Chuck, I dug be- mine between a buddy's knee prints. Where he was down and dug a piece of can slaw. That was eventful. I'll bet. 
Yeah, you buddy, he's going to remember that one for the rest of his life. Right, yeah. He could walk you right out to it and stand on the spot of, this is where I missed it. <laughs> Barb says there were at least four, four holes dug within two to three feet of her little gold dollar she found. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got to get directly over. You got to figure it out or not pass it up. Right, yeah, because especially with those dollar coins, the the gold ones, they where they ring up, a lot of people would not necessarily be in the habit of digging targets in that range. And this site was just loaded with junk. So I increased the sweep speed up to about a six, seven, so I got better separation there. And when you do that, and I don't know how much you may lose on the upper end of the sweep speed scale, but it it will lose depth. Well, it still ping that dollar nice. So, <clears throat> and that's a good point. It it is a uh, there is always a trade off there. You know, mm -hmm. you want more depth, you're going to have to lower your recovery speed. You want right. faster, better separation, you're going to have to raise your recovery speed, but you may lose some depth. Yep. Either way, uh, uh, like you said, a silver dollar there at like eight inches or so, that's a big enough chunk of silver, you're not going to miss it. Not with your sweep speed up, you're you're not losing that much depth. No, you got to make the decision, dig or not to dig. Well, that was pretty much a no-brainer. Right. You are the final discriminator. Yep. <laughs> and Frank's telling you uh, silver dollars are 128 on the CTX. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of CTXs, I've got Yeah, a, somebody may be interested in getting a hold of one. Well, I just put it up on shooters and prospectors, so for one of our friends and uh, trying to get it sold for him. Yep. Nice one. So it is a well-cared-for well machine. Yep. Good condition. And not even all that old, necessarily. No. So and... If anybody's looking or knows somebody looking or wanting a 30-30 and they are still the top of the line unit out there, yeah, still a very good lab. machine. Yes, and uh, so there's one available. And I, uh, I believe that may even come with an extra coil. Yes, it does have a six-inch coil with it. Okay, stock and six-inch coil. Everything's good, clean shape. So. Yeah, so somebody may be interested in that and. Getting their hands on a on a great machine at a good price, right? So, get a hold of me, and I'll put you in touch, and you guys can uh, work it out. And somebody's looking, right? Yeah, but uh, it is it's it's well cared for. I mean the uh, the gentleman that has it, you know certainly does not beat up his equipment or anything. Uh, yes, he's uh, taking good care of it. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully. Yep. Oh, it's 235 bucks alone, Jason. You are right. Yeah. That's that's a good point too right there. I mean, I mean when it when it comes to CTX coils, it's like buying parts for a Corvette. They get a little salty. Yeah. But that still doesn't change the fact that it is one heck of a machine. I've made a lot of good finds with the CTX. I have too. I have too. And it sounds <laughs> well. That's that's the one thing about it. The ergonomics of that machine is one of the best they ever produced at my lab. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. And Barb says everybody wants a fifty-fifty. Yeah, I saw that fifty-fifty. There you go. Well, Phil's yeah. saying no, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Phil. Oh, come that, on. Oh. That CTX would look great in the wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. That'll go great with the uh, Equinox and the Legend and the... Uh, I believe it was an AT Max she won at uh, DTH. Yeah, it was. So. The Max. And. From, uh, Mark Hoover and group. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Hoover, Gary Penna. Uh, group, you betcha. Tim and KG. And if I remember correctly, I believe it was Equinox. They won that at Swing Into Summer. So, look at the nice machines you've got that you've won. You could you could chill out a little bit for a CTX. <laughs> Super Garrett bundle, Mark chimed in. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Pat Mando was asking, or Man, if Mando was asking if the... What ground helps with your targets and such with the sensitivity? Yes, it does. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. That's another reason why I have not been out, because the ground... I mean, we we are getting some rain, but it's nowhere near to the extent of what we need for what I'm trying to do. Because a lot of the areas that I hunt... You have to be searching deep. I mean, I've pulled silver coins at a foot deep in these areas. And yeah, we, we have do not have the moisture to do that. We have a little contentious activity there. Shannon is claiming her ticket won the Knox that Phil got. Well, mm, <laughs> that may be possible, but I'm... Pretty sure at DTH, Phil said he bought those tickets that won the AT Max. <laughs> I I thought I'd heard that too, but I just kind of stand back and go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point, I I just kind of step <laughs> back too. and go, uh, I'll leave you to figure own, that Phil. out. Yep, I'll leave you to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, I shared that event listing of Mind Labs with their uh, 
hunts coming up. Mark and I talked about right. them, and I, they, they finally posted it all. We got it shared out there. Yep. And Debbie is supposed to be. Debbie is supposed to be on the show sometime to to discuss all of this stuff. But Mind Lab always keeps her so busy; she's hard to lock down to a date. I have reached out to her again because I we had talked about it at DTH, so I have reached out to her again. But uh, who knows when we can get her on? I don't know. Take care, Kevin. Have a great one, buddy. Have a good night, Kevin. So we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's all... The ball's back in her court again. I'll put it that way. I mean, we've been kind of hit and miss for... Since shortly... I want to say shortly before the release of the Manicore or right after the release of the Manicore... And we were going to do a show talking about the Manicore, but then we get the announcement that the Equinox 7 and 900s are being released. So we changed gears and we were going to do the show to talk about the Manicore and the Equinoxes. And then we get blindsided with the Xterra Pro. And mm-hmm. we we tried to. And Frank mentions here that he wants to ask Debbie about the Xterra and, and what's going on with that. Right. He, you're right, Mark. Mark already answered it. She'll say no comment. Uh huh. Yep, pretty much. And then uh, after speaking with her at DTH, we knew about the other upcoming. The the oh. upcoming announcement at that point in time, and, and you know, I, I may have heard about it and didn't pay any attention to that. <laughs> I was a bit busy. It was that a busy day. day. Yeah, and, and we was talking to, be- to me about a couple other things, and and that, um, and she may have mentioned that to me. And I just, whew, it's gone. Right, and we tried to make arrangements then, you know, to to get her on the show, but. Like I said, yeah. the way Mind Lab's got her running around, she is hard to get nailed down to a date. She's just, she's all she over the place. She won't have as much running to do because many of the GPA shows, they're not having them. Really? Really. I wonder what's up with that. Well, I don't know, but that's what I was told. They canceled all all the way through this year. That seems a bit strange. Right. That seems a bit strange. I mean, obviously, we know that uh, a lot of them were being canceled previously due to COVID restrictions and things of that nature. Yeah. But now... I would think that we're pretty much over the restrictions for that until the new variant or whatever. But hey, we got digging buddy in tonight. Hey, welcome aboard. So you would think with being over the the COVID restrictions and everything, I wouldn't see a reason why they would be canceling shows. I, I have mean, no especially idea. right now with all the gold being found in California. And that's still a hot item out there. 
Yes, it is. I have no idea. I talked with Joey out there, and they they have canceled many, many of their GPA events this year. So, mm, could be. There's a lot of reasons. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could uh, we could speculate all night long about it, and and still maybe not hit what the true uh, logic is behind the cancellations. Right. But nobody seems to know why they're canceling them. They just, it's happened. So what do you do? I mean, we, I guess we just kick back and punt. Right. Well, Mark asked how the Axiom is doing. We've been selling a few out on the West Coast, but, and I explained this to a lot of people. You go out on the West Coast, and there's several detectors that are just stand out. I mean, that's perform well. And the Axiom still has to break that mind lab barrier. They out have there. to break the mold because usually it, more often than it, not, not that I, the not that the other manufacturers don't make good gold machines. But usually, general rule of thumb, general consensus in the hobby is when it comes to gold machines, Mine Lab is king. That's right. It's a stigma out there, and, you know, uh, for a long time, the gold bugs from Fisher were the yes kind of the cream of the crop for the Guys working the, the dry wash areas and dry areas out in California that really picked that stuff up. And they still do very well. Yes, they do. But And you can even go. Monster, that gold monster is. Is a monster. <laughs> is a monster. Then the STCs, uh, believe it or not, the 800. We've sold quite a few of those. I've sold some 24 carat by Garrett, and I've sold several axioms out there. But. They come in, they have a mindset, I want a gold monster, I want the 2300, and still occasionally a 5000. And this year has been a spike for me in 7000. I was going to say, and the 7000s, yes. I mean, that's when you're starting to get into the range of the guys that do this, basically. Right, these are not your... your, uh, Weekend prospect. No, we've had a spike in sales on those. I mean, I'm selling two, three a year. I mean, you, you, almost eight thousand dollar machine, and I'm up to a dozen of them this year. Yeah, these these are not machines that your weekend prospector is going to buy. These people are out there hardcore. Right. Thank you, Cat, for the congrats there, and uh, uh, but it's the same way with Natka. They make a pretty decent gold machine and the gold cruiser, and they've got a program on their legend for Goldfield. Right. Nobody's used them. Nobody's gave reports, videos, anything on them from our gold producing areas. Well, yeah, and, and you do have a point there. I mean, I have seen. A number of people post up that they have found a gold coin or a nice gold ring with the yep. legend, but I have not seen anyone put it to the test 
in the a gold, gold field. field, uh, which I've I've not but even seen any comparison next summer. So that and could happen. I think it would be interesting to see how it does. And it's nice that we're seeing these uh, gold modes in our general all-terrain machines now, our general coin and relic hunting machines. And there have been some people that have actually carried that gold mode in those machines over to coin shooting. And they do very well. Great. Take care, Alan. Alan Landau is pulling out on us, sir. So, take care, Alan. And I've got a crew kind of roughly put together, and we're going up to Alaska again next year. Yeah, and, and spots are starting to become very limited. And uh, some knockers going up. Right, and spots are becoming very limited. Yeah, they are. They're they're. There's a couple left, but. Got to work out details and see who steps up and goes. Right. And yep. that'll be happening here September time. Yep. Got to get all your ducks in a row and everything. And I, uh, if I remember correctly, you guys are still shooting for right there around the end of July, beginning of August, correct? Yep. We've always had pretty good weather. Right in that zone, the last two weeks of July, the first two of August are generally kind of like the Alaskan summer. September here, where the first last week of August, first couple weeks of September are generally pretty nice and calm. and So that's kind of where I put it. She keeps trying to talk to me to come up in June. I've been there in June, and mid-June froze my backside up rain cold and decided that no late july is the best because i'd been there several times during that of course i saw it snow july 19th up there and snow a lot right and then i've been up there sometimes <coughs> but watch eskimos in shorts standing in the bering sea because it was too hot <laughs> you sit there and go Ooh. Right, sometimes you just got to kind of shake your head. Right. But that's the way it goes. And Jason, I see he's saying it looks like uh, XP's up in the game with some deep coils for the D2. And the D2 already goes deep. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out as well. But like we've said before, in the end of it all, with all of this that we're seeing, these uh, advantages of the the uh, technological advancement right we're winning yeah so i let the companies fight it out the learning curve on them right yeah because they are essentially computers on sticks and anymore that is spot on exactly what they are because you pick them up and you don't feel like you're holding anything hardly anymore Right. And they're the making dais, them all so light. Guys that really know the dais, I've seen them in use in Alaska, and they did okay. Right. But I haven't seen them come out and really follow the gold field because that's not what they were really designed for. That is true. 
So we'll see. I do have to give credit though to XP with the Deus Two. It looks like they've finally refined things, smoothed some things out, where it will definitely be a more popular uh, unit for them than the original Gen Deus was here in the U.S. Because I've seen people that that they were familiar with the Deus, and when they went to the Deus too, the quality of their finds went up. So they're right. doing very well with them. Yep. And we know Steve really so, loves his. For a long time, the Deus stepped in into the relic fields of England, and everybody switched to them over there for the longest time. Yes. And they were really killing the hammered coins with them because of their thin, and that Deus was geared for that. And right. And the seems to be doing good, but I see the Manicor stepping up over there. I think we're going to see it step up over there, too. Yeah, you're exactly right, because <clears throat> I'm sure you can remember a time that the CTX was the very popular machine of choice overseas in England. It, it's bounced around a little bit, so that, that, that game on competition still going strong. Exactly, because we saw a time where the dais seemed to be the uh, the majority of popular choice, I'll say. And right. then we saw it start to shift again to the Equinox. And right. I can definitely see... I've seen some some of the UK channels that they're getting more and more excited about working some of these spots over with the Manicore. And actually, for where they're at, what they're doing, they're not doing very bad at all nope. in the areas well, that they're at. i get on to a Manicore. I got a pretty good feel for that 900 and setting some programs in that because I had adjusted it and it was in a Parks 1 program, but I had taken the sweep speed and I went up with it, so it gave me more right, so you separation, had better separation to get that Morgan and some silvers out of that place. And I had a guy with me using his Xterra Pro and was teaching him, and he was finding some stuff, but he's still stuck in the dark ages. Of, I told you about this. He's got a... His oh, pin, yeah. His pinpointer is an ice pick. And I said, don't you have a pinpointer? Yeah. Why aren't you using it? And why are you digging with a screwdriver? Right. <laughs> I had a... It, I mean, come I, on. You're running an Xterra Pro. You to find your target and i've recovered three times to your one and that's why electronic pen pointers have spoiled us all from its inception yep. <laughs> you know 
you got a shallow coin signal, I take the pinpointer and just there it is, a quick pop, and I got the coin on anything over, you know, three notches down. I just cut the plug, roll it up, leave it one side attached, and pull the coin or whatever the target is out. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I'm sure pretty much standard and he's sitting there going with an ice pick yet on one he'd been working on for five, 10 minutes. Yeah. And I know you can remember because I do too, the days of the blunt screwdrivers and the yeah. probes. And I, I remember mean, you'd go and these guys would make a, like a round knob and Put brass in there and mm-hmm. have a 10-inch piece of brass about eighth inch diameter. And you slowly probed and you hit your target and you dug down with whatever you had. And, and hopefully you didn't score it. Right. You know, mark, I've seen a lot of real fine coins with a nice slice in them. And yep. still and we and we know Barely exactly how they get there. Get so, and you know. to go from that to say the Garrett carrot. I mean, there were pinpointers before the carrot, but you know, mm-hmm. pick your pinpointer and to go from that style to an electronic pinpointer, we were all going, where have these been all our lives? Hey. I mean, it was a real game changer for the hobby. Yes, it was. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> but that's what we like to see. And I think, you know, back and to... And then the, the Sunray probes attached to your... Oh, those were killer. Or whatever you were using were just flip the switch. You had it right there. Put it back in the holder when you're done. Forget to flip the switch and you're going, what's the matter with my detector? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they had killer depth and discrimination. They did. I mean, I I ran one on the DFX. I ran one on the E-Track. Nice units. But And and to go back to, you know, saying how the Manicore seems to be gaining ground overseas, Mm -hmm. I've got to say, there's a lot of people that are excited and looking forward to seeing the uh, the larger coils readily available. Yeah, and the smaller ones. Uh, they mm-hmm. aren't there yet. They haven't, you know, when when the distributor gives me parts numbers and that for them to order it, you know they're coming. And right. They haven't done it, they, done it yet. There's a couple that made it into the country to some testers, field testers, and that's it. Right. And um, the, the ones for NACA, the SP24, a few have trickled in here and there. and I'm That's a tough one to get, too. On those, so. Yeah. I mean, I've heard. Parts, they're using the parts to build the detectors to have the chips for just the stock coils. And mm-hmm. it's a slow process. Yep, it's going to take time. People have got to be patient for it, but yep. when those be hit, there because when when those hit, distribution told me that they are now beyond their back orders. In other words, on the detectors here, the back orders to their dealers that were back ordered to the dealer customers have been caught up. Nice. 
Well, I can tell you that much. So I would think that with that happening, they can gear it into a manner of getting headphones for the right, getting supplies getting for the headphones the, and the coils. All this, yes. Yeah. Out there, and um, I, I've been I've been selling Aquatex and Threshers to the guys with those, so they've got decent headphones. Um. But they're wanting the wireless mine labs, what are the ML105s that fit the Xterra Pro are the same ones they use on the 7 and the 900s, which are different than the ones on the 6 and 800s. Right. Different cables, and it's just, oh. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of everything. It is definitely. The guy's but, trying to marry up. The Z-Link system to the Xterra Pros. I don't know if they have much success, and it's just we're waiting. That's all you can do. Right. right. And when those coils do finally come available, because I mean we've seen already some some great potential and capability out of the Manicore, and when those larger coils are available. I think that's really when the popularity is going to start to pick up over in the UK and, and you're going to see a lot of people covering fields and pastures with them. Um, and likewise here in the U S you'll see a lot of the beach hunters switching to them. Yes. Yes. So it'll be very interesting to see. Somebody gives me, Good reports on the Aquatech and the Treasures, and there's... Oh, absolutely. So Frank needs to keep making them. He needs right. a wireless system. Frank is staying for, very, very busy. Not, not for diving or anything like that, just a wireless system on one. He could have had that. He'd been killing it, right? He couldn't keep up. Right. Right. <clears throat> But uh, you figure originally the the whole concept was to have a pair of waterproof headphones, right. and wireless and waterproof doesn't necessarily work so hot together. And there have been aftermarket companies doing wireless, like Detector Pro did for a while. That is true, yes. But that is another thing there. They have to wait for parts, too, so... Right. Everybody's waiting on supplies to be more readily available, it seems like. But at least we're caught up on the back orders of some of the more popular machines right now. Xterra Pro, Manicore, Simplex Ultras, uh, different things like that. I think we're still waiting on the upgrade kits to come in for those, though. Yes. And I know there's people interested in those as well. Yes. Matter of fact, you you've probably even got yourself a little list for those. Three, I think. Well, they're four. It shows they're they're interested. They they like yep. what they're seeing from the manufacturers, and especially when it comes to Nocta. 
They yep. like the fact that Nokta listens to Nokta customer keeps feedback. Rumbling that they're coming out with a PI unit. Even Frank mentioned that earlier. They are, um, yeah. Yeah. See how that comes out. Mm-hmm. That Axiom is a good machine. If anybody's looking, you know, that that machine impressed me last year. It was easy to operate. It was it was right. good on tiny gold. I watched it, I saw it, I worked with it. And uh, it's it's worth a look too. It isn't quite as pricey as a five thousand or a seven thousand or six thousand. So you know it, it comes kind of in the price range area of a SDC twenty three hundred. Right, and it did perform well in Alaska. Yes, it did. But like we said, it's it's kind of uh, hard to break that mold, so to speak, because uh, there there are a lot of people that he is first little outing with it found that near a half ounce piece right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Yep. But it's they just got to break that mold, people. You know. Mine lab is king when it comes to gold, and they'll see, I, I think, that, that the Axiom will do well. You, you've got a stigma in the gold fields, and you've got to work it to make it known that if your machine is up to snuff to get out there in the gold field and find gold, you aren't showing it, and you have to show it. Right. Once it's been out there, it gets a chance to prove itself, much like with any other machine. Give it a chance to prove itself and see what its capabilities are and what it can do. Then it's going to gain more ground. People are going to want it. You know, I still, myself, my my favorite all-time gold machines at SDC, I found a lot of gold with that. And the old 705. It was killer in the gold. The seven, Absolute yeah. killer. The of 705 gold. gold pack has done very well in Alaska. And then the gold monster. Yes. Matter of fact, I want to say uh, it's been some years back now. I think uh, Chicago Ron had been up there with the 705 gold pack and did very well for himself that trip. He did. That's that's been a ways back now, but yep. he did and the, he did well. And the eight hundred, it's proven itself. I've oh yeah, we it. know the eight hundred will handle it. I mean, I pulled a little bit over, just a shade over two ounce piece with it. Yep. And uh, Tim found a one ouncer. I think he was using an eight hundred, and they're killer. They do a good job. I mean, you sweep over a you find a two ounce piece whether one ounce you just pay for that machine and then some absolutely and the 800 found that big horse choker of a nugget and that that set it in stone for me that it's a player up there yeah i mean when when you can hit something like that everybody pretty much using that up there was finding a piece of gold here and there yeah, and uh, they were they weren't even necessarily doing it in gold mode. They were doing it in Parks One. Yep. If you know it, it's talking to you. On the tiny stuff, it was down around oh three four range reading, and as it got 
bigger, it started going up. So easy right. to use. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Definitely. But at least, uh, hey, if you, if you can't find gold nuggets, silver morgans are, are a good next best. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know what? The, uh, the day being your birthday, the first person that can give me... Now, Travis can't be involved. I'm sorry, Travis. You probably know <laughs> in a second. How old... The first person... You're going to have to judge us. You're going to have to judge us, uh, Josh. How old is Josh Kimmel? First person to push oh, the right Oh, no. Edge. How old is Josh Kimmel? And I'll send you a S&W t-shirt. I, hopefully I have a 2XL left. I've got XL. So it's limited to the supply. Well, they're, they're rolling them up now. Yeah, and my chat's locked up. It's still going. It's still going. <laughs> 67? <laughs> I see numbers rolling. You watching them? Can you see them? My chat locked up. I can't see them. <laughs> I have no idea it's going so fast. Yeah, well, I can't. <laughs> 55, 56, 39, 11, 57, 67, 39, 52, 44, Celeste, 88, Barb. Oh, that's it. She's booted. <laughs> there you go. 60. Do over. Tim said, do over. <laughs> okay. All three or four of them? <laughs> All three or four. Oh. Oh, boy. Okay, now you're going to have to announce to me how old you are. Two. Barb says two. Older than dirt, Bill Hayes says. Yeah, yeah, older than dirt. I moved in shortly before the mountains. So how old are you, Good Josh? Grief. I'm 53, 55. I can't believe some of these people. <laughs> some people's I had to kids. Throw that out there. It's going to be a mess. Some people's <laughs> kids. Oh. oh. Yeah, my, <laughs> my chat. Four pages worth here. Let's see. There's a 23, a 47, 53, 49, 46, 47, 67, 49, 56, 48, 57. Whoa. 50. Somebody hit it then. What's, well, all right. What, what, what's the date or the uh, age? How about, how about we go with 48 and call it good enough? Okay. Okay, let me see. I see a 46, 7, 8, 9. A Catman Doe shows a 48. Did anybody do 48 before that? 49, 46. Shannon, 46, 47. Catman Doe has 48. Just before Barb put up 48. Well, I think Barb disqualified herself with 88. <laughs> 
Cat's got you at 48. That correct? Oh, we'll we'll say that's good enough. Yes, unfortunately, she's got it right. Okay, well, you'll have to PM me your shipping address, and later this week, I'm I'm gone tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday, I'll get it in the mail to you, Cat. Please PM me. And your You can get size. it to Josh. He'll get it to me, either one. And, and your you know, size. We'll get you an S&W shirt out now, Cat. What size? But I These think they only go up to 2X. And I may have a 2X left. I, I think I do. I have an XL. So. Congrats. But my God, there's that was flying. Yeah, it was definitely flying. Mark Hoover and, had a good one, 77. He's been watching uh, Frodo. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. I, I figured somebody was going to put in there, well, he's been detecting like 137 years, so he's got to be Baby. like 160. He's probably up there with Ronnie. <laughs> yep. Something like that. But, but apparently... I need to go back through and see everybody's comments because I I need to do some some decluttering of my friends list. <laughs> so, Cat, please DM uh, Josh your address or me or both of us, and I'll get you a T-shirt out from S and W Shooters. Congratulations! Yep. I'm still just kind of. Harp said she started guessing prior to hearing what we numbered. No, not as old as Ronnie, Frank says. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, let's guess who Ch- who was president when Chuck was in high school. Mm. Mm. Chuck may do some decluttering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all you have to... P- I'll tell you what, PM Josh. I have a link if somebody's got it there... Uh, Shooters and prospectors on Facebook, right? But if you or get it Chuck to Smalley me, I can get it to him. Yep, get it to me, and uh, we'll get you a T-shirt out this week. Right, and congratulations on your win. And at least yeah. Mark did say president, and not who was ruling king when you were in high school or something. That's right, Kennedy. Well, I remember the day Kennedy was shot, but I was not in high school. When we lost. <laughs> yeah. See, now now everybody's trying to figure out, well, wait a minute, just exactly how old is Chuck then? <laughs> yeah. If tricky dicky means anything to you, you'll you'll understand when. Yep. And hmm. If people really want to know how old Chuck Mark is. I told Frank to say Lincoln. <laughs> if people really want to know how old Chuck is, because I'm not going to tell them. But if they go back and watch Quarter Hoarders detecting the Heartland video, <laughs> they can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I never watched Beavis and Butthead. Till, till they were on. The one and only time. Mark worked on Abraham Lincoln's presidential campaign. There you go. I see well, that. 
See, I I could see that. Now we know why Lincoln won. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was a child of the 60s. And Turkey Dicky was in when I got my draft number. Yeah. People people used to look at me and go, "You know, you're older than dirt, aren't you?" And I was like, "Well, Okay, sure, I'll I'll bite on that. I moved in shortly before the mountains did, and I even had the privilege to issue Moses his social security number. It was like three. <laughs> but uh, at least they, they had some fun with it. Yes, they did. That page, <laughs> we haven't crowded it up for a while, so I figured that'd do good, too. Yeah, I and I figured it would have rolled like it used to. I mean, I was telling somebody a while back, when, when they get into that mode, it's it rolls like a ticker tape. <laughs> Frank's not saying Ronnie's old, but he bought Jesus frankincense on the first Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I boy. like it. I like oh, it. Ronnie That's can't funny. even defend himself. No, unfortunately. And Ronnie even took the time to send a message and wish me a happy birthday today. So that was cool. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, very nice of him. Definitely. So, anyway, it's been fun. Yes, yes, sir. It sounds it like has. you had a great, a great day in the garden. Well, I stayed out of trouble, and I found numerous tomatoes on numerous plants, and it looks like the garden is fixing to blow up and keep us busy, because there's, I'll bet you there was one, um, I, yeah, that was an early girl, that it has, all in a strand, right next to each other, basically, nine or twelve tomatoes. Oh. Yeah. Well, my green peppers are coming on, and three of uh, green and red peppers and yellow peppers. But three of the peppers that I put in that are supposed to be green and reds are jalapenos. And really? I got jalapenos coming on. Wow. Huh? Now, I, I think we did plant some jalapenos, but I'm not sure how they're doing yet. I know the cucumbers are doing good. And we're starting to see the zucchini coming onto the vines. Uh, the pumpkins have just blown up. There there are pumpkins hey. everywhere. And did you some get a of bunch them... of rain then? Did you end up getting any rain to speak of, or...? Not really. The uh, two-plus inches that you got that was headed our way, I don't know where it went, if it took a detour, stopped for a siesta, or what, but we never did see it. And then All we right, did get... He's eating ripe tomatoes from the garden already. Ah, Mine are just starting to get some color into them. We did get a little bit of rain yesterday. And Shannon Not wants... a whole lot, uh, though. Yeah, Shannon wants the... Uh, Jalapenos for poppers. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, I see salsa in the future. And next weekend, our local Lions Club puts in uh, one of the farmers. I think he puts 10 acres or better of sweet corn in. And you can go down for 3 bucks a dozen or 13 They always sell at 13 And uh, they put that good... Uh, 
sweet corn in. So Jill and I, we make up a fair amount of freezer corn. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd work. Oh, it does. Works good. And, you know, you compare that to canned corn, canned corn is field corn compared oh, to this. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't beat good sweet corn. Mm-mm. I, um, at another point in life, I used to do quite a bit of appliance repairs and sales, and <laughs> I had a guy contact me. He was looking for a refrigerator, and he didn't have a whole lot of money, and I told him, I said, you know what? I said, I got one set in here that it's just, it's kind of taking up space. It doesn't look the greatest, but it'd be a great piece for your garage if you're you know, looking to keep drinks cold or put produce in or something like that. And he says, well, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And speaking of produce, I don't suppose we could take that out and trade, could we? And that guy brought up a truckload of sweet corn. Mm. So we, we took it out and trade. I had fresh sweet corn on the cob and, oh, that was delicious. Good stuff. Can't beat it. Yes. So, that's summertime. We get the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Frank wants to trade some oranges from his tree for some Jersey tomatoes. There you go. (laughs) R.H. said that uh, right after said, (laughs) Shannon said, mmm, poppers. Or it says, pop going down and pop coming out. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, some people can't handle that spicy stuff. Ah. (laughs) I mean, I I think we've got some jalapenos and habaneros in the garden. Yep. And happy birthday again, my good friend. Thanks for what you do. And uh, to the group out here that comes around Christmas time and keeps Barb out of trouble for a, a minute. And all she does, so hey. right. Yeah, six and, months, right? Oh boy. Yeah, and she's already skating on thin ice. Eighty-eight. <laughs> I I just don't know what some people are thinking. No, I tell you what, though, I haven't seen her in jail. She's been good. She has been. She has been in that respect, but, yeah, but she's been busy too. Yes, she has, and. Maybe that's what's keeping her out of trouble. Yeah, that's right. So, but we still all right, hope sir. all the best for for Bub. Yep, we're we're always praying for you. Yep. All right, sir. You have a great night. Thanks for having me on. Everybody have a good one. Stay out of trouble. Frank, be good. Steve, be good. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> right. right. All right. Thanks, Josh. We'll see you, Chuck. Thanks for the call. See you, buddy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, congratulations to Chuck on the killer Morgan find he made Thursday. Congratulations to Cat on the win. Get me your information and size, and I'll get that off to Chuck if you can't get it off to Chuck. And uh, good call from Chuck. Good fun in the chat had by all. I'm still not sure about that whole 88. Either way, 
Good chat had by all. Thanks to all for all the wonderful birthday wishes. Very, very cool. And we'll see what happens. But I think I'm going to get on out of here myself and who knows, see about uh, maybe finding a fire or just relaxing with a good meal. Have a wonderful evening, folks. We're out of here.